that's philosophy. Is that a sport? Uh, no, it's more of an attempt to uh, construct a viable hypothesis to uh, explain the meaning of life. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Would you like to talk about the meaning of life, darling? Sure, why not? Philosophy for two? Right. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. In today's episode, we will continue our discussion on the philosophy of Westworld. Um, in the last episode, we we went more into the consciousness side of things. We're kind of kind of do that again because uh, we only we only scratched the surface, but I tried to keep it relevant to what the show kind of covered. Plus, I mainly wanted to discuss if the uh, if, if the hosts have human like consciousness because we can talk all we want about consciousness, but at the end of the day we are relying on our perception of what that is. So it involves some kind of subjective assumptions. That's why, to be on the safe side, I, w- I would say the, the hosts meet our kind of human-like consciousness. So in, in this episode, we are going to look at Ford's viewpoint of consciousness instead. So for this episode, it's important to consider, what if Ford is right? Uh, where he states that consciousness is an illusion, something that humans made up to help us understand the world, blah, blah, blah. We are stuck with our programming, whether or not we, we are face to face with it or not. Um, Paul, Paul Churchland and, and Daniel Dennett are a couple of philosophers with kind of the similar idea of consciousness, kind of where Ford seems to be, I don't know, but purposely, but he's kind of alluding to it. So that's kind of why I found these two. Uh, but most people perceive their individual thoughts, actions, and beliefs to be from, well, you, or the perception of what you think you, saw, you are as an individual. So seeing the world from your own subjective experience based on how you experience the world. So Churchill and Dennett want us to kind of understand this, that our perception of a self is an illusion. We don't need to get into the, the nitty gritty behind this per se. Uh, but the point is both host and us as humans can have our actions boiled down to the sum of our parts. The real difference between humans and host is that one is a meat suit and one is, well, something else. So Ford is essentially saying that there's not truly someone home up there in your head. There's nothing to separate your body from you. So we're going to get back into this, but I wanted to put the announcements uh, kind of a little bit into the as we got into the episode. So taking a quick break from the content for a couple minutes here. So I'll be ending the book giveaway either after this episode or the next because I'm thinking of moving on to so moving on to kind of the next series because I'm thinking of not doing the like the full like long a bunch of episode series anymore, more of like, I'll be doing that, but it's more of like a gradual jumping around where I do a couple episodes on uh, like a movie, TV show or book. So the same premise there, but then move on to do it a couple of episodes. And if those episodes are popular, maybe I can like kind of add to them or go back or go back at a different time. And like when the topic of the show comes up somewhere, something like that. So for the book giveaway, 
you can still enter by emailing me at thephilosophyguy2 at gmail.com with a screenshot of your subscription, rating, or review, and I'll send you a free philosophy book to the winner. Uh, each one of these kind of, um, each one of those counts as an entry. So either sending a screenshot, rating, or review, you can get up to three entries for that. But I would like to say thank you very, very much to my Patreon support that I've had so far. Your pledges help with paying for the podcast, bills, and allowing me to dedicate more time to the podcast so content can come out quicker. And plus, I can spend more time on each individual episode and the details and things like that. So I'll have a a link below to my Patreon page so you can at least check it out if you'd like and you can kind of see the bonus features that I I offer. Plus, I'll be releasing my first Patreon-only content for the next episode that I'll be dropping soon as well. And also, I'd like to say thanks in general to to listeners and to everyone who listens and subscribes. I love your feedback and would love some more. I read and answer my emails from listeners, but if you would like to support the podcast, I'll also have an Amazon link below that you that you can shop through, which helps support the podcast or or simply subscribing rate or rating or reviewing. That's also super helpful as well. But I'd like to say thanks again for your support. It means a lot knowing that people listen and, and enjoy the show. But anyway, let's get back to the content. So Ford wants to separate your body from you, saying there's no mind to separate. But wait, wait, wait. You might be thinking, hold up, hold up. So Ford believes that him as an individual self is an illusion, yet sacrifice as under his perception of his of, of himself, um, his little partial send-off after season one. Even though he came back in season two, he played with some risk here, maybe, to give Dolores, Maeve, and the rest consciousness. But when you think about it, his little send-off kind of makes sense. I mean... He believes the concept of the self as an illusion, maybe some sort of evolutionary development, maybe even like an evolutionary glitch, not to get into the, the pessimistic side of things, but if the self is an illusion, yet we all still have a perception of the self, meaning I can't deny that as long as I'm saying this, I have this feeling and perception that it's me, the philosophy guy saying it. it seems a little nonsensical, right? But, but something to consider in Ford's motivations I know he came back in season two, which is now some sort of artificial consciousness, but his sacrifice was still in a way about showing humans that these hosts are not much different than you. So I might be going into kind of how how host or yeah, how host might have even more personhood in a later episode, but because he sees host in humans as one and the same, he wanted to free them from the shackles put on by humans which, based on the show, he actually sees humans as less than the host. So the point is, Ford sees humans as merely complex machines like the host, and yet less complex than humans. So to paint this picture a little more, remember the piano that plays in the intro music on, on every episode. The piano is seemingly playing itself, right? It doesn't have a person sitting at the piano. The piano doesn't have a ghost playing it, holding the keys to its music, playing. The piano is programmed to play that way. No consciousness, no self. It just is. Just like humans, just like hosts, it's programmed to do what it does. So now, of course, when discussing this topic and before talks with Bernard and the host in the show, he uses phrases like him, her, pointing to the individual. We use familiar terms to describe the world we live in. Like Maeve believed, like for example, Maeve believed her daughter was in the park 
or the man in black desire to find the center of the maze. These instances refer to a belief and desire of a particular individual. So Dennett and Churchland want to explain human consciousness purely through empirical science, saying it's time to do away with our outdated understanding of desires and beliefs. So with Ford's viewpoint of consciousness, there's no little man inside your head experiencing the world, kind of like someone sitting on a little chair driving driving the or having the keys to the car essentially same with the host they're programmed to experience what humans experience the perception of this phenomena so since we are talking about the tv show here imagine looking at an old film strip everything you experience is printed in on the film strip the point ford accepts and dennett is trying to make sense of is that there's not a you in your head taking in all the sensory information, looking at the film strip and experiencing that film strip, that one individual being that's experiencing that film strip. So we know that our brain fills in the gaps of our perception. It's programmed to do this. So even if there was a self, well, you can't guarantee that self is relying on the correct film strip, essentially. So this might be kind of confusing, but Dennett helps kind of clarify this, what he's trying to say, by distinguishing between manifest image and scientific image. And a manifest image is what we perceive to see on an everyday basis. So in Westworld, we notice the lifelike host of the beautiful horses, the landscape of the wild, wild west, the sound of the revolver pistol firing off in the distance. This is the world, Westworld, according to us. But the scientific picture cuts out an all new, cuts out that kind of subjective bullshit. It kind of paints picture literally. So if it only, not literally, that's probably, that's probably the wrong way to phrase that. He kind of just paints a scientific picture, I guess you could say. It only sees the atoms, protons, molecules. Dennett and Ford would say only what is scientifically quantifiable is what the world truly is. Those beautiful hills in Westworld with the open world seemingly all around them. Yep, in, in a way, that's kind of a lie. Just imagine your computer. You have a tra- the trash bin right on your computer. We all use it to throw away our three-year-old files. Then you can't reach into your computer and pull out those three-year-old files, nor like physically uh, reach into your into your um, computer. Nor can you take some papers from outside your computer and place them in the bin. The trash bin represents a more complex function. The trash bin represents a more complex function of the computer. It's a visual representation for the digital functions of the trash bin. Our perception, visual intake doesn't perceive that, but what, but we can understand that there's something missing in our perception of the trash bin. So the point is that although those subjective experiences in your head are important to understanding the world around us, it's important for us to understand a relation to the host in the, in Westworld and how they are not all that different from us. But something to consider is the su- subjective experiences we think we we have are not as real as we perceive them to be. So our meat brains produce those subjective experiences. Our subjective experiences are products of the inner workings of our meat brains. Just like host experiences, especially the kind of woke hosts in general, like Maeve, Dolores, and Bernard, their thinking is operating in the same way, the sum of their parts. 
some things to consider about this. And if you kind of accept this information, I kind of uh, presented about consciousness. So I want to kind of bring it back to Ford's quote from the last episode as well. The quote Ford, again here from season one, there is no threshold that makes us greater than the sum of our parts, no infliction point at which we become fully alive. We can't define consciousness because consciousness does not exist. Humans fantasy that there's something special about the way we perceive the world, and yet we live in loops as tight and as close as the hosts do, seldom questioning our choices, co- content for the most part to be told what to do next. And I want you to kind of consider another quote as well. So Bernard quotes Alice in Wonderland in his conversation, it's kind of his, his conversation with his son, which is his cornerstone. If I had my own world, everything would be nonsense. Nothing would be what it is, because everything would be what it isn't. So in today's episode, we kind of covered kind of a forward view of consciousness, this kind of this idea of getting rid of the self, kind of more Eastern philosophy for sure. It's an Eastern kind of viewpoint of philosophy, although it's still scientific, the kind of the principles there I would consider very Eastern, but also the fact about uh, consciousness is we want to kind of, I want to kind of like the last episode, even the playing field and kind of show that maybe host and humans are almost one of the same. And this is to kind of create some thought provoking ideas and kind of get you thinking about, you know, if, if what does this mean for the future of AI technology, if the host and the humans are kind of on a loving playing field of consciousness, and maybe they're even on a loving playing field of personhood. And what does this mean uh, for that? What does, what does this mean how we perceive technology and new technologies coming about that are human-like or person-like in a way? And I think it, it kind of, the show raises some interesting questions of things that everyone should consider and kind of understanding their viewpoints on, on you know, personhood, which kind of leads to kind of what rights you have and those those moral claims such as those, and also just consciousness, consciousness in general, and what, the, what does that mean when, it, when someone asks you about it. But so kind of why is this important, like I was saying, why this episode is important is we want to kind of the key takeaway, we, if we establish this individual consciousness is, is an illusion, you just might have to accept we are not all that different from the host. That's kind of the point here. And those things to consider about um, kind of AI technology. But that concludes this episode. I would like to say thank you for listening and kind of do, if you could do what I mentioned, at least subscribe and leave a rating or review and uh, email me with any feedback you have. But yeah, thanks again for listening and tune in next time.